Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to TFL Talking Trucks. And Nathan, this episode, I want to focus on one lineup of premium trucks. We're talking about the 2022 GMC Sierra pickup truck. And after reviewing some of the notes, I may have a new favorite pickup truck sight unseen. What? I, I kid you not. So, actually, this has been kind of a long time coming, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, everybody has been looking forward to this because we've seen a, c- a couple months ago the new Chevy Silverado update for the right. 1500s. You got hands-on, except yeah. for you couldn't drive it. Yeah, I, I couldn't drive the new Silverado ZR2, but I was actually there. I uh-huh. saw it in person. It was really, really cool. And now I actually was able to see these trucks in person myself. This is the update on the Sierra 1500 now. So brand new interiors, engine updates, and two whole new trim levels. And that's where things get exciting, at least for me. But before we do that, should we thank our Patreons? Yes, as always, uh, this podcast and this show and TFL Studios in general Mm -hmm. can only be uh, done because of you. That's right. We can't do what we do without you guys. Thank you for your support. Yeah. So, for example, Mark Cooper has recently supported us at patreon.com slash TFLcar. That's our only Patreon page. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you guys support us by listening and watching as well. So, we really appreciate that. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. So, let's get right into it because there's a lot to discuss. There is. A lot of changes. Um, some of these changes are similar to what Chevrolet has done. Mm-hmm. But Chevrolet does not have the Denali. No, they do not. They do not have the AT4. No, they don't. And and that's where the big changes, I think, come in. But before I think we get to that, we should probably start kind of from the bottom up. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Because actually, GMC is kind of renaming and restructuring their lineup just a little bit. Yep. And, of course, making these changes. And we're talking about also new front ends, mm-hmm. new grills, new technology. So let's start with the 2022. Uh, the base truck is going to be called the Sierra Pro. Okay. Uh, this is their Sierra Hafton Truck Pro, and it won't get perhaps all of the updates. And I actually haven't seen it in person, right? Or in pictures. Well. <laughs> uh, it's not, it hasn't been uh, uh, available yet. But that's where it starts. And at the end of this episode, we're also going to discuss pricing. That's right. Because we know some of this pricing. Already. And bear in mind, what we mentioned in terms of pricing can change a little bit from the manufacturer and when the dates they come out. Yeah. And actually, these trucks are coming, um, they say, in Q1 of 2022, which means early or first quarter of 2022. Which isn't that long, far away. Like three, four. Four months-ish, yeah. right? Yep. Um, away. So Sierra Pro is going to be where it starts. And then the next uh, level in the lineup is actually the Sierra SLE, which you know we've seen before, yep. right? SLE has been around as a trim level. Then Elevation, mm-hmm. which used to be kind of a package and then transformed into its own trim. Now it's its own trim. So as opposed to being able to do you know two or three things and throw them together, 
now they have the elevation. Very unique. Then the SLT, which is kind of their mid-level. It's uh, also the volume seller, I believe. Yeah, and was. I think elevation and SLT is kind of their volume. Right, right. right? And, and then, of course, uh, one of their most successful lineups mm-hmm. began. The 84 off-road truck and, of course, the Denali. And actually, I, was, I spoke with the marketing uh, guys and gals mm-hmm. at GMC, and they were telling me that month to month, depending on which month of the season, about f- almost 50% of their sales are actually either Denali or 84 to c- combined. Yeah. So actually, maybe in a way, that's their volume. If you look impressive. at it in terms of yeah, yeah. upgrades and whatnot. But what's really interesting is that AT4 is still one of my favorite GMC trucks, just in terms of aesthetics. I, I love the interior. This is the prior model. And I thought it went off-road quite well, but it needed a few things. And guess what? I think that GMC listened. Yes, they listened. So what they're doing is they're, they know what their popular trucks are, mm-hmm. the Denali line and the AT4 line. And they have emphasized them more. Now there's going to be an 84X. Yes. X. X. And the cool part is it's not just a little trim package. There's a lot of stuff going on. And then the same thing goes over to the Denali side. There's a second Denali as well. Yeah, and they're calling this one the Denali Ultimate. Right. Not to be confused with the current truck where you can get a Denali with an additional Ultimate package. Mm -hmm. This is going to be, once again, its own trim level. So we're going to have Denali, 84, 84X, and Denali Ultimate. There you go. Now let's talk about these trucks. Yikes. Yeah, so let's focus actually, let's start with the Denali Ultimate. How about that? Yeah. And talk about all the features and then kind of dig down into some of the other trim levels as well. Now, before we do that, I'd just like to say the minute Andre explained what the um, Ultimate package was or Ultimate is, I thought to myself, this is as close as you're going to get to buying a Cadillac pickup truck. Hmm. I think that's a fair assessment of yeah, so, what they're doing. So the Cadillac does not no longer make their EXT, you know, what they used to have, right? Years and years and years ago, yeah. Yeah, years ago they had kind of a version of the Avalanche, basically. Yeah. Uh, they don't have one. Nope. And, of course, the new GMC Hummer electric truck it could be their top-end technology and off-road truck, right? Right. So now this is actually their volume, and they're growing these sales in a big way. Right. So the Denali Ultimate will have its own look. So first of all, if you look at the front end, you will see the new LED signatures. You will see the new uh, bumper covers, the new design of the on the side. You know, there are little slits for the air curtain to go around the side. Right. And, of course, brand new grills. Mm-hmm. And the grills are getting perhaps even larger and bolder than they ever were. Yeah, but I still think that they're... Not quite as in-your-face as uh, Chevrolet's. That's just my own opinion, though. You know? Or some others. Yeah, yeah, there are some others that are uh, <laughs> a little overdone. But it's it's interesting to see, and GMC is definitely going their own direction in terms of grill design. And, yeah, the Denali and the Denali Ultimate do have their own unique grills. Yeah, so a couple of things struck me immediately. Maybe three things. First, I saw the headlights. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I recognize it as a GMC. Even though some of you guys make fun of it and the C-clamp shape of the LEDs. Yeah, it's kind of a little Fordish. People calling it Fordish a little bit, but I I disagree. I think GMC has its own kind of character to that light and their own uh, way of doing it. So I immediately saw that. Then that grill, 
the large grill was done really well up close. I walked up to it. It had this kind of a ghosted uh, chrome look. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge chrome guy, but this is kind of subdued right. chrome look. So basically, it's kind of understated luxury. I think that's what we're, they're going for. Right. But I think that, that keep going, actually. I want, I want and then the third thing that immediately struck me were the 22-inch wheels. Mm-hmm. These wheels look really good in person. They're kind of blacked out. And I usually dislike that, a fully kind of gloss black wheel. But they have really nice machined, it looks like a snowflake almost, mm-hmm. these spokes that go out. And, and it's a 22, which is... Well, it's kind of a showy off, you know, show off it's, wheel. It's for people who don't go off road, and an awful lot of people do not go off road, or even a little bit. I guess you could probably do, that, but they are massive. Yeah, so that kind of struck me immediately that it looks fresh, it looks updated, the grill is really in your face, and the wheels and tires are nice. Yeah, I agree, but it's really about the interior and the gizmos. Yes, I mean, wouldn't I be? Yeah. Totally. And then open the door, Mm -hmm. and you look on the inside. And once again, the the Denali Ultimate is its own trim, and they remind you everywhere of this. So first of all, on the outside by the door, you know that little badge says Ultimate. Ultimate. You open the door. The door sill says Ultimate. I'm sure it does. Uh, On the inside of the door, it says Ultimate. (laughs) And everywhere there is like luxurious leather, right? Mm -hmm. On the seats, on the door uh, cards, on the sides of the doors, there's stitching, beautiful stitching everywhere. And it also looks kind of like macho. Not Mm -hmm. like precise stitching, but like large large leather stitching like a baseball glove would be oh, okay you know that kind of look yeah that, that's an interesting way of putting it i, I saw the pictures and it, I, I would agree and, and then also uh, they made sure that they etched <laughs> the denali park uh, topographical map everywhere it's in the wood on the dash it's in the seats it's in the logos it's everywhere <sighs> easter eggs are everywhere now yeah. i guess that's how it is so keep going. So I think that's how they kind of make it stand out by mm-hmm. itself. I did not see the the regular Denali, if there's such a thing, calling it regular. Regular, yeah. But but they're, what they basically made sure that they explained to me is that this trim was going to be unique looking. So inside and out. Yeah. Now, continuing on the inside, let's talk about some of the gizmos that are available. Totally. So brand new dash. In the center, you have that 13.4-inch display, mm-hmm. um, the latest technology, latest interface. Uh, Google Assistant is now also here, right? Uh, which means um, not only Google Maps are in, you know integrated, but also like your calendar. You can actually talk and say, uh, "Hey Google," uh, inside of your truck and give it voice commands, right? Or check weather, uh, check your maintenance records on your truck if you wanted to kind of keep up with your you know maintenance and etc. And of course, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto are of course there as well. Of course they are. But it continues to the um, gauge cluster. Yes, 12.3 inch ga- digital gauge cluster. Of course, most of these trims get that gauge cluster. Right. Now. And then the heads up display too. Which so, is big. Yeah, huge, 15 inches they say. Yeah. Uh, That's a, so, lot of, a, so, a lot of windshield taken up by that. A lot of windshield taken up by some of the data. And this is not new, by the way. They've had yeah. a heads-up display before. Yeah, GM has been on top of heads-ups display for years. Yeah, they, they it, and it kind of, you know, some of you, um, I got recently got an email from one of you guys, and you said that the heads-up display is distracting to oh, some people. Oh, you could shut it off. Uh, but, well, first of all, you could shut it off or lower it. You mm-hmm. know, the direction of it can change. But I actually, I like it. Like I like it too. Yeah. yeah. You can see your speed. 
speed sometimes, your navigation. Yeah, and there. you're looking through everything, and you're not having to look down at your screen or anything else. But I can understand how some people would find it a little bit distracting. And the good news is you put up, push a button and get rid of it. You know. Yeah, and then so so all of that technology has been updated. The look has been updated. So you guys who were waiting for those updates uh, with the bigger screens and all this stuff, you have it now. Yep, um, it's there. And then ultimately. I said ultimately. ultimately, didn't you? Oh, I'm sorry. Wow, they really got that, to you. That was a slip. Yeah. Um, there's Super Cruise available. Yeah, but this is a special Super Cruise. Yes. So the Super Cruise, and I was actually fortunate to drive a prototype uh, with this uh, feature. Uh, so the Denali, it's an option on a Denali, mm-hmm. and Denali Ultimate will all of them will have Super Cruise um, included in the package, um, and it can. Self-drive mm-hmm. on pre-mapped highways, about two hundred thousand miles. Yeah, with a trailer too. That's what the big news is. So yeah. it actually can do it with the trailer because everything changes in terms of its algorithm when you plug on a trailer to it. And now this has the ability to do it. Yeah. So this is um, pretty impressive because, as you know, uh, if you've towed anything, a boat or a horse trailer or a camper. Uh, you know, wind can affect it, mm-hmm. a trailer, uh, and maybe you're going cross-country to a different, you know, re- you know, camping. You know, Your cross- efficiency drops, everything yeah. changes. Yeah. So to have actually computer monitor all this and actually be able to confidently drive. By the way, the, att- the driver still has to pay attention. Yeah. Uh, the driver is not asleep or doing something else. Uh, so the driver pays attention, and there's a sensor that's watching kind of the driver's eyes location, and, mm-hmm. and um, it can do it at night as well, um, but only on the pre-mapped highways. Yeah. So the highways will be need to be pre-mapped, and the truck, of course, lets you know that with a green symbol. Like if it recognizes that road, it will let you know. Uh, and I think that's a pretty cool feature uh, because once in a while, like here in Colorado, to get to a good lake, you have to drive a long ways. Yeah, I personally speaking, I live in Denver, and in order to get to one of the closer lakes, that would be your uh, the horse tooth. Horse tooth. Yeah, that's a little about an hour and a half. Yeah, it's like seventy miles. Yeah. So once in a while, in traffic, let's say you're sitting in traffic or you know slow going, and just to be able to relax a little bit and let the truck kind of maintain your highway, keep lanes. you in the lane and keep you in a good distance and follow along. Yeah, I mean that sounds pretty good. And of course, once you get there, you take over and you drive it yourself, and then you park, etc., uh, etc. Et it also has these trucks now also have what's called. Um, GCW warning or alert. So basically, it monitors the height of your suspension, uh-huh. and if it thinks it's too low, uh, you put too much weight in it. Let's say a big trailer or something in the bed. Right. Uh, it'll give you a little alert and say, "Are you sure you <laughs> want to continue?" Uh, so, but it won't so, stop the truck's functions, will it? You know, I haven't driven it like this, uh, so I haven't tested. So it. we have to abuse one in order to find out. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll maybe we'll go to David's farm. There you go, and load something heavy. Some in, some extremely heavy. Some stuff. something heavy into the, one of these trucks. So that's really cool. And they have, of course, cameras are available, 360 degrees. 14 cameras, I believe. Uh, insane amount of views, yes. And also, like, you can put the camera still on the back of your trailer or inside your trailer. Mm-hmm. All that stuff is still available. So this is the Denali Ultimate truck. The Denali still exists, so if you don't want this Ultimate package, you don't have to get it. Right. You can save a little bit of uh, money. Yes. Uh, and here's kind of where the pricing is. This is the new pricing, by the way. 
Mm. Are, um, are you going to wait until the end, or are you going to do it now? Well, I want to say this now. Okay, go for it. So the Denali uh, will start at about sixty-one thousand two ninety-five, mm-hmm. which is actually comparable to where it is now. Yeah, actually, because it's it's equipped with a, either a six-point-two liter V eight mm. or a, a three-liter V eight. Three liter V eight. You three mean the three liter diesel? Yes, you it's could okay. Do, it's I not need a more v- coffee. It's not a V8. Where is our coffee <laughs> it's, with trade company? Yeah, yeah. Right? That's, that's a whole new uh, <laughs> thing that we're doing. Um, so there, there's three liter diesel. Yes. And um, and the big V8. Right. And so the pricing doesn't change much from where it is now. Mm-hmm. If you look engine for engine and option for option for the Denali. Then the ultimate, whew, because it has all the tech, yeah. um, 80395 That is a lot of dough for a half ton truck. Yes. But now uh, the question is, what about powertrains? Uh, well, for the ultimate, it is a six, well the same, the, six the same part, and, and the power numbers on those engines doesn't change. Okay, so it's still four hundred twenty horsepower, four hundred sixty pound feet of torque for the big V eight. The straight six diesel still two hundred seventy seven horsepower and four hundred sixty pound feet of torque. But they upgraded the uh, chassis for the diesel mm. to be able to tow up to thirteen thousand two hundred pounds. So a super luxury truck that can tow 13,000 pounds. Yes. And, of course, it depends on your optional equipment. Of course. It may you decrease, could go even higher. It may decrease a little bit, of course. But still, a lot of these trucks and GMC made sure they said that a four-wheel drive truck can be equipped to tow up to about 13,000 pounds, which is a heck of a lot of weight. That is a lot of weight. Uh, now, real quick note, just, yes. just to slow you down for a second here. Um, I know a lot of you guys are like, $80,000 for a truck is ridiculous, and I totally agree with you. Yes. However... If you look at the offerings that are provided by Ford and Ram, as examples, you can easily get to that territory with their you know, top trim trucks as well. And the whole purpose of this GMC you know, Ultimate Denali is the fact that it is kind of the end all of their luxury line. Luxury trucks. Yeah. Right, in terms of top, top luxury truck. And that's their whole point. Uh, we've seen Ford and Ram easily get into that territory price-wise. So j- just so you guys know, it's comparable if you look at equipment and everything else that comes with that truck. Yes, right? and that's absolutely true. And of course, with accessories, like you said, and options, like an F-150 Limited mm-hmm. approaches this, uh, the Ram Limited, especially the latest 10th anniversary edition, right. uh, which is their m- most luxurious truck, approaches this territory as well. Exactly. So, so just just so you guys know, we, it we, is crazy. It, it is, is crazy. It pricing, is crazy. But, but this is sort of the thought behind it. But there's more. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk about the other engines in a second, too. Uh, we're just focusing on this new top trims because that's where most of the news is actually yeah. um, at. So this Denali Ultimate, like we said, new interior, new front end, of course. Uh, new technology, and I talked to the designer of the exterior, mm-hmm. and uh, they, uh, he told me that the way that the front bumper covers are designed and where the fog lights are is very, very unique to this new model because of also Super Cruise. Because uh, they had to put radar systems within those bumpers. Yeah, yeah, I got it. And, and so they had to move those lights in such a way that were... Yeah, so if you there. look, like the fog lamps are a little bit lower than they used to be, if you compare side by side. Um, and then on the rear, they redesigned the rear bumper. Um, we have some pictures of that as well. Right. Uh, the rear bumper still has a step. So you can, you know, step into it. A good size step, too. Yeah. Yeah. But they had to redesign that step a little bit because, once again, radar Mm -hmm. uh, pointing to the back for the Super Cruise system. system. So they actually had to incorporate all those technical elements into the design of this truck. 
There is a little bit more, but I'm not sure if it just features this truck or if it's everything. And that's their new tailgate design. They actually updated the uh, tailgate. So it was it 14 different configurations or some crazy number like that? Well, you can still get your multi-pro tailgate. Yeah. I don't know if it's changed any uh, or in any dramatic way, but the Denali Ultimate also has their composite bed, their mm -hmm. Carbon Pro. Which is an option. Um, which is an option in other trucks, but uh -huh. the Ultimate will have it as well. And I played, when I was there looking at these trucks, I played with the tailgate, and it seemed to function about the same way where, okay. it, where it used to function. So I didn't notice a lot of changes there in the tailgate. That composite bed actually gives you even more space uh, yeah. than the regular bed. Than, than some other trucks. Right. Yeah. Um, although you have to be careful. If you're buying the composite bed, the Carbon Pro bed, mm -hmm. uh, the lip right underneath the bed rail is rounded mm -hmm. so not all tunnel covers will fit oh that's right so you have to be kind of mindful of this um ask the gmc dealer uh, about this because they have special tunnel covers that can work with that right it has a grip a certain way yeah but if you have like an older tunnel cover you're taking off the old truck and maybe you want to put it on a new truck it may not fit the same right. way yeah keep that in mind yeah uh, quick question um because you were there it looks like they have hood scoops Yes, but they don't. Okay, got it. <laughs> so they're not functional. So, so uh, yeah. So you know how they're big diesels, the heavy-duty trucks? Yeah. Have actual big functional hood scoops. Which are proper hood scoops yes. and they work. Uh, and I think in this, it's just a style element okay. in, the, in the grill. So it's not really uh, part of that functional. So they're taking uh, a page from old Toyota. Well, in a way, but it's done in a little bit more integrated way. It's integrated, but it also yeah. looks like it's functional, and it's not. So, mm. I mean, that's that's a minor it's, criticism. It's true. It's true. Yeah. yeah. You, you have it there. So now let's talk about the 84X. Yes. Because, this, is because this is what I think you and I are most excited about. Hell yeah. Uh, why? Well, because we love off-roading, and, and we do that a lot. And, and before we get started on this, understand that we've just done a series of videos with the Ford F-150 Tremor, which I think might be a big competitor with this truck. Uh, and I think it forced GMC and, well, and, well, GM in general to up their game with their half-ton trucks because it, it it's now becoming more crowded, the segment, and which is awesome for us. We love it because, yeah, bring us more trucks, right? And it's great for you guys because more choice. Exactly. Right? So let's talk about the X. And I think, uh, well, this started several years ago, you know, with the original Rem Rebel truck mm -hmm. and then the Trail Boss truck and the 84. So there's this element where you get more capability, but still have uh, like towing and payload and some other items. And in this case, luxury as well. Right. So in terms of the regular AT4, essentially that is their, was their top off-road truck. They're offering from GMC. Now, this is obviously before the X model and before the Hummer. Um, so for a while, the AT4 was their top dog. And... It was really good off-road. We've actually done several off-roading events with it. Uh, we've taken it off-road ourselves here. It is, the older one is fantastic. It's a great truck, great sound, very comfortable. But it needed some things. And I'm thrilled by the fact that GMC has addressed many of those things. Yeah, and I'm kind of two-sided on this. I, yeah. I love it, and I also want to give it a criticism. Yeah, yeah, please. So let's, let's talk about the specs first. So like you said, the 84 and its Trail Boss uh, cousin mm -hmm. um, have a suspension lift compared to other trucks. That's correct. Right, so it's about almost a two-inch lift uh, compared to a regular Sierra 1500. So that's fine. 
Um, and then also aggressive tires is a big thing. Yeah, this truck good, has Goodyear. it. Goodyear. Uh, Goodyear Wrangler Dura tracks, and they're really beefy. Yeah. Um, but the 84X has the same 32-inch tall tire mm-hmm. as the 84. Yes, it does. As the Trail Boss. And it has the same, it's about the same height, right? Yes. So, uh, yeah, no suspension lift over the 84. Correct. Um, so you get the same ride height, but, and I spoke, uh, the great thing is the shocks. Right. Well, that's and the, the first spring, thing. And the springs. Oh, and the so, lockers. So, and the lock. Ooh, lockers. So let's talk about shocks first. Yes, please. So they redesigned the suspension, even though they didn't lift it any over the other uh, 84 truck. They gave it unique tuning, and they said more articulation. We'll have to test this uh, to know for sure. Yeah, but, but both front and rear better articulation. Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah. Yes, and then they put DSSV spool valve shocks under there. Essentially, the same that are going to, or very similar ones that are going on to the uh, Silverado ZR2, and that are currently being used on the Colorado ZR2. Same technology, and, Basically, yeah. and, and this shock, of course, different sizes, Colorado versus this. Exactly. Uh, but the same technology applies, and uh, one of the qualities of the Colorado ZR2 shocks, um, because we've tested it many many times yes we have um, is that it's a little bit more um, progressive in nature where it kind of starts working early you know some shocks don't give you a lot of support until you really compress them right right, right? you have to really put the pressure on uh, these shocks are actually a little bit more taut if that's a good... I think that's a that's a fair way to say it um, they're, yeah. they're always ready to go it yeah feels like and so it's a little bit more precise and some of you guys may say well I don't want my truck to be precise I want it to be like a pillow you know on the cloud the DSSV well, doesn't really do that no but but drive one I I, I think you would appreciate it or at least enjoy well, some of it. And the other part of that is springs. So obviously good spring rate does help with ride as well. And these do have different springs as well. Yeah. And that's how they got, they achieved uh, some of the articulation right. that they're talking about. So I cannot wait to drive. We haven't driven the ZR2 yet. No. The Silverado. Uh, and um, and this, of course, yeah. we haven't driven yet. But so, there's more. There's so, more on this. Yeah. Lockers. Oh. Lockers, front and rear. Yes. So selectable lockers. There's no magical, mechanical things happening. No, no, it's no G80, baby. This is actually something, if you actually look at the interior of the truck, you'll see on the right side, not far from the gear lever, there are two separate buttons that'll allow you to lock the rear and front. Uh, Now, some people, and I'm one of them, kind of feels like you should have all the four-wheel drive controls in one spot, and you don't, because just like older Sierras and and other vehicles, and the the four-wheel drive select, for auto, for high, for low, all that is actually on your left side by the headlight control, right? So that may be an issue, um, but I'm thrilled, thrilled that they actually have lockers that you can actuate yourself. Yes, and that can help you in many ways. Let's say muddy fields, grassy, you know, loose traction, dirt, sand, anything, you name it. When you need all four wheels to grab, you have that now. And nobody else other than the ZR2 Silverado has a locking front diff. And that's a big thing. Now, I know you guys are going, wait a minute, what about the Tremor you guys were talking about, which is an amazing truck off-road? That has a Torsen. So yeah, it's, we- it's, it's a limited slip, basically. This is a little bit different. You fire it up, and it should lock right up immediately. And I like that. I like that you don't have to worry about slippage before you can actually get a hold and move on. But there's even more. Yes, uh, what are you talking about? One pedal driving. Yes. Just like, well, we don't know if it's just like the uh, Tremor yet because we haven't dr- driven it yet, but this is the new tech that people are starting to use now. One pedal driving essentially 
it has the brakes ready to go the minute you release the accelerator button. Button. I said button. Pedal. <laughs> Pedal instead yes. of button. It could be a button. It could be a button. <laughs> so anyway, sorry. Um, so when you're going up and over a rock, if you take your foot off the accelerator, you're, you're not rolling back at all. You don't have to worry about actuating the brakes. The other part of that is you actually have to use more foot power in order to push down on the accelerator to get everything going. It changes the entire algorithm of the system in terms of how the automatic transmission responds to your input, which, by the way, is a 10-speed auto. So if it works the same way Ford's does, and I suspect it does, it takes some getting used to, but for novices off-road and the fact that you can have front and rear lockers going, this could be a game changer. Yeah, and also... So a couple things, and we've tried this now, um, well, at least in the Bronco and the Tremor, like you mentioned. Uh, One pedal driving is available. Um, And I I think the driver also has to recalibrate their brain a little bit, too. Because the driver, so like you said, you need to have a little bit more input into the throttle Mm -hmm. to actually get going because you need to tell the system, I want to go now. But it also retards that to to prevent you from over-accelerating up and over obstacles. One thing people tend to do is when they push the pedal down, they'll fly up and over something when you're trying to carefully gauge your power up and over it. And that, I believe, is the reason why they do it. I think we used to call that Nathan method. Uh, the the oh, jumping the, over the rock? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is my, 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 yeah. Well, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, you know, uh, anyway. it, work, it works, actually. So it's, you can turn it off. You don't have to use that's it. That's the cool part. You yeah. can shut it off and you can just stick with the lockers or, or go open diffs. But all this tech is not available, at least currently, in any other half-ton truck outside of GM. So that locker, that front locker, is what the big game changer is when you compare it to the Ford Tremor, which I think is the closest comparable vehicle currently in production. Yeah, and there's a little bit more, actually, too. And the one-pedal driving, just to close out that um, segment, um, is similar to what an electric vehicle does. Mm-hmm. So a lot or of electric... Or golf cart. Uh, or golf, golf cart, if, yeah. you, if you want to say that. Um, so ele- electric vehicles, cars or trucks, um, because when you take off the foot off the accelerator pedal, um, there is regenerative braking. So it's kind of like, almost like a one-pedal drive as well. Yeah, I so. think it's even more savage than uh, regenerative braking because the minute you take it's your... It's grabbing brakes. It grabs yeah. brakes pretty hard. Yeah. And the whole point is to prevent you from rolling back and to also make sure that you're maintaining the right RPM going up and over things. It's, at least in the Ford, it, it's surprisingly good. It's something I wouldn't use personally, but we had to test, and it was impressive. So if this works the same way, which I suspect it might... It could be pretty amazing for people who are novice off-road drivers. It would help you, yeah, over a pre- precarious situation. I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, there's one more accessory that really I liked to see, um, and it's on this truck, actually. It's um, a rock slider, but, and I asked, I came up to one of the engineers who was there, yeah. and I said, is this a rock slider or is it a step? And they said, we tied it into the frame. So they really were careful about this, and they made sure that it could withstand a lot of weight. They did, I didn't get, like, the number, like, can you put the entire weight of the truck on this rock slider? Mm-hmm. But at least it actually has four attachment points, it, I think four, um, to the frame, and it's actually protecting your rocker area. So if you do take your quite expensive truck off-road, you can be sure that you're protecting it. At the very least, underneath. Yeah. Um, and there's also skid plates, of course. There are. Uh, we haven't mentioned that yet. And they removed its chin. So yeah. the chin is gone. So if you can see on the 84X, uh, you know, their approach angle is actually pretty good. It's pretty good, but they still have the uh, driving, or sorry, the, uh, yeah, the driving lights. And yeah, the fog lights, yeah, are still and, down there. Uh, 
Red toe hooks. Oh, oh they've been listening to Tommy. So, yes. Yeah, it's interesting. So, you could just see the, they do look like steps. If you're looking at the picture, for those of you who are watching this, if you look over Andre's shoulder, you can clearly see this, the uh, slider he's talking about on the red truck. For those who are not, for those of you who are listening, it looks like a step at a distance, but you can tell that it's very uh, narrow. and It's close to the body. It's yeah. very close yeah. to the body. I, I would imagine that it's not really a step at all when you get up to it. It looks like it's too... It's tubular. Yeah. It's, <laughs> to, to, it's totally, totally tubular. tubular. And <laughs> I think that um, the fact that they put that on there is a great idea because if your kid sneaks your truck from you and takes it off-road and acts, accidentally goes up and over a rock and high-centers it, they might be able to open the door. And that's actually really important. And when you see the gash on the uh, rock slider, you can say, Johnny, ah, little Johnny, yeah, what are you doing? I know what you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, secretly be proud that they tried to go off road. Or maybe you can monitor it on your phone. Or oh, something. I'm sure there's some stuff like that, too. <laughs> but the point is, is that they, they added armor. They added capability. They did a lot, but they fell a little short. And I think this is where Andres really has the big issue. Yeah. The tires and wheels. Yeah, so that was my criticism. So when I first, you know, I was actually flying to Detroit for this and which I loved. I, I love seeing these things in person. Yeah, that was a great opportunity. And I was thinking to myself, because they gave me a little taste of what I'm going to see. Uh-huh. Uh, of course, I had no pictures. I was kind of walking in there blind. Right. Uh, but the, the like 84X is coming. And I, I thought in my mind, I was like, well, maybe it's almost like a Raptor com- or a TRX mm-hmm. competitor, right? Because there is that still space above it where the Raptor and the TRX have wide bodies for a reason, because they have you know, higher articulating suspensions, right. very sophisticated suspensions. And they look cool. And they look cool while yeah. doing it, and they're luxurious, and they're expensive. Right. right. This is everything that GMC is doing here, except they didn't go wide body. No, they didn't. So I was a smidge, so that's my criticism. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know if they can go beyond 84X in the future. I mean, I don't, I, I mean, let's talk about pricing. Yeah, and this uh, is where things get a little sad. Uh, so the, the new 2022 84, not the X, the regular 84 will start at 60995 Okay, that's uh, already pricey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, you know, you and I love this truck, but yeah. I don't know if you and I can afford 61000 No, No, way. Half of that, maybe. But the, 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 this truck is at just the regular 84, as it sits, is still an extremely luxurious off-road and capable truck. truck too. Uh, off-road yeah. capable truck. And the big difference here between this and those super off-roaders that he was just talking about is this one can tow and haul. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, thank you. Uh, really respectable numbers, over 9,000 pounds or right. within 9,000 pounds of towing, uh, about 1,500 pounds of payload, which is more than a Raptor, of course, oh, by far. more than a TRX. Um, and the ATX... 84X. 84X. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, 74,995. Ooh, doggies. So this is in the Raptor territory easily. And the TRX. And the TRX's territory. Right. Now, yes. keep in mind that uh, this is a fairly well-loaded truck, whereas in the Raptor and TRX we're talking you about. You can go higher. You can go a lot higher. Yeah. So, uh, for example, the TRX starts at 72. Mm-hmm. This is 75-ish. So that's similar territory. How much was uh, ours? 77? Uh, 77. Our, TR, our long-term TRX is right. 77 grand. Uh, the Raptor starts at 65, actually. But, of course, if you want the Raptor on 37s, which you can get. Which you can get. 
by the way, you cannot get an 84X with 35s. That's, or- that's I think, one of the things that you, that's really hurting you, too. I mean, when you look at the picture, you wince, I noticed. <laughs> and it's, it's not that the wheels and tires look bad. It's just it doesn't make it look very different considering the price increase. And I would agree with Andre that a larger tire, if it were possible, would be a really good idea. But here's the thing. So that's my criticism, yep. okay? Because, of course, I'm a 10-year-old inside, and I want those big tires. Sorry, I'm a 6-year-old inside, so I, mean, <laughs> I get you. <laughs> and I want those big fenders, and I want superchargers on sitting on of top course. of these things, right? Yeah. But data shows... And I think this is where GMC, if they were here on this podcast, which they're not, uh, but we can do another podcast with them um, actually interviewing some of the guys and gals over there. They might say that, hey, 84 is already popular. Mm-hmm. They know this. Yes, they Denali do. is already popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, and why? Why is this? Because I, I think the secret here is, first of all, it's understated luxury. I agree. Right? Um, it's nice. You can tell it's nice, but it's not shouting in your face. You know, it's not in your face. Right. Uh, and also, it's easy to live with on a daily basis. The TRX, you know, if you want to park that thing <laughs> in the mall, at the mall, you know, you're going to be spending some time. The same with the Raptor. It's, they're, they're difficult to maneuver in tight places. They're not exactly what I would call that friendly for commuting. Now, I know some of you guys are like, dude, I got a Raptor. I commute it with it every day. I get it. Yeah. And actually, the highway ride on both those trucks is quite good. Yeah. However, if you're talking about something that you're going to haul clients in and you need to make a pretty good statement, especially if you know, you're know you at a work site and you need to bring these people into your vehicle, take them out to coffee while you're talking about building whatever, you know, yeah. if these types, of, that's what they're looking at. And that's the type of customer they're getting. They're getting the customer who's a little bit more sophisticated. This is, you know, according to their, their past statements, this is the customer who wants something that's a little bit more than a toy and something that can be driven on a daily basis that gives them luxury amenities. And that's what these trucks represent. And these were, you know, these trucks, that's exactly what they're about. Right. Yeah. yeah so, so I think they're building on their strengths. Uh, did they create a Raptor competitor? No. No, but th- there's a big caveat there, Andre. Yes, yes. What, what's that? It's what's called that? the Hummer. Yes. So they have to cl- if they close the distance too much between these trucks and the Hummer, suddenly you know th- there could maybe be an issue in terms of you know purchasing. cannibalizing your own possibly yeah. possible. I don't know. I, you know, this is all new territory. Building this super luxury off-roader. And this is not a statement by GMC. This is us. This is us. Yeah, this is you and I. Now, Roman has driven it. And and trust us, based on his reactions, it's going to be an interesting truck, to say the least. But it's also going to be their most expensive. Yes, the Hummer EV First Edition, Edition 1, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. starts at 112,000. Right. So this will be 25 plus 12. That's 37,000 more. But, of course, the Hummer, and Roman confirmed this, can be had with 37s yes. at the dealership. You can actually change the tires without changing the vehicle, right? Uh, which is really, really cool. Uh, and it has everything. Four-wheel steering, air suspension. It has a 1,000 horsepower. It has the rest of it. Right. So the idea here, I think, is if you're in the territory of being able to buy uh, you know, the higher-end Denali's or the higher-end AT4, and you're thinking, hmm, Maybe I should move over to electric. I've already spent, you know, above sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars. Moving up to a Hummer EV may not be that unreasonable. This is this is not me saying it. This is my guess of what they're saying and what they're thinking. Yeah. And remember, they're not done with the Hummer lineup at all. Exact. Actually, they're doing the opposite. There's other stuff that we're expecting from. Yeah. Hummer. And and the Hummer 
the future versions of the Hummer truck and SUV mm-hmm. are getting less expensive. Exactly. So they're they're coming out with their most advanced and highly um, powerful truck. It's kind of like what everybody's doing. Almost everything. Yeah, like launching in the TRX first. Right. It would be like that, right? Exactly. Uh, and then kind of working your way down a little bit from there. And it will probably intersect this truck eventually and on, that, on price. And that's where things yeah. are going to get really interesting. So this truck, and it really is one truck in, in a variety of different you know levels. And they really managed to give it a different personality between the Denali and the AT4. And then their lower trims. And... That is, I mean, aside from the fact that they have a new face, new interior, uh, some other new gadgets and gizmos. I don't know if I can say that right. Only Tommy can say it. Only Tommy can say that. Yeah. But we are talking about more capability and some of these other things. There's more because we haven't talked about the new power plant they got. Yeah. So if you uh, listened to us before and we talked about some of the Silverado updates. Mm -hmm. So the GMC trucks are getting similar updates on on the engine front. Um, and then we'll, let's talk about this and then also talk about some of the other interior. Can, can you remind me about uh, trailer brake controller? Oh, yeah. And the start button. I will remind I'll, you about those I'll, two I'll things. I want to talk about that. Yeah, but, sorry. But first, but first, the 2.7 liter turbo gas engine, this is a four-cylinder engine, um, is also getting an up- upgrade in the a serious upgrade. Yeah. And this is actually – and uh, I think a couple of you guys emailed me recently and saying and said – Oh, we heard that the 2.7 liter for 2022 model year gets more torque, which it does. Indeed, it does. Uh, a lot more torque. A lot. 420 pound-feet of torque. They're like, can I flash the computer and get my older engine to do this? No, um, I don't think so. No, because the new block is actually redesigned, the engine block itself. Right. The crank has been redesigned. <laughs> so GM uh, actually went to great lengths. Uh, to focus on this engine. They went inside to, to actually beef up this engine. It's, it's not just a flash tune. It's not just a larger turbocharger or anything like that. But by doing this, they've actually built a 2.7 liter four-cylinder turbo that puts out more torque than a Hemi V8, or at least the, the 5.7 or liter. Or most other V8s. Yeah, and, and many other V8s too. Yeah. This is an incredible number, but there is an issue that Andre and I both have been scratching our heads about, and we don't exactly know what the answer is, and that's the transmission. Yes, yeah, so the this upgraded um, GMC calls it the 2.7 liter turbo high output, mm-hmm. which is true. 310 horsepower, decent. Yeah, very 420 pound feet of torque, low in the RPM range. It's almost diesel numbers. Right. Uh, it's made it to an eight speed, automatic. The eight That's speed. That's what automatic. you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Not a ten speed, because every other engine now they have the 5.3 will have a ten speed. The 6.2 has a 10-speed. And the diesel. And the diesel 3-liter has a 10-speed. Right. But this upgraded 2.7-liter, they're still lining it up against the 8-speed. Now, my guess is this has to do with the fact that that's one of their entry-level powertrains, and it will be one of their least expensive. I mean, they've been building 8-speeds for a while. The other side of it is, and we have experience with this, the 8-speeds, their reputation is rocky at best. And... That's one of the things, you know, that I'm surprised about, that they didn't ditch it and just stick with the 10-speed across the board, which does have a slightly better reputation, as far as I know. So Durability-wise, yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, and, and also in terms of efficiency and power numbers, because, you know, well. Anyway, the point is, is that that's something that's kind of got us scratching our heads, and they're not the only ones who are doing this. Chevrolet's doing it as well. 
Yeah, so who knows what will happen in the future. Right. Like you said, uh, one of the guys who works at TFL, Alex, had an issue with his 8-speed and his mm. Chevrolet truck. Uh, we had a trail bus with a 10-speed. Flawless. No problems. That zero, thing was, zero was solid as a rock. Um, and some of you guys have sent us emails uh, and gals uh, about your 8-speed concerns. Yeah, I've, I've so, actually received a few emails myself. So, of course, we'll be monitoring the space. Mm. Um, and, of course... Uh, let us know what you think about this. Now let's move on because that's the only new uh, uh, powertrain. Everything else is um, fr- uh, from last year, basically. And, right? and basically, the power numbers, like on, like we said, on the other engines, remain the same. This 2.7 was upgraded. Uh, like we talked, the diesel engine gets an upgrade in towing mm-hmm. capability in a big way, actually, by about 4,000 pounds. That's significant. And, uh, th- and this update has to do with this. This is a little bit, not a lot of people. It's not easy to understand. Right. <laughs> so you might ask. Where did it find 4,000 pounds of towing? The magic dust? Uh, <laughs> Which is what our friend Mr. Truck would say. Uh, no. Actually, according to GM, uh, what they did was they have a max tow package, which has to do with springs and the rear end ratio mm-hmm. and a lot of other components on the truck, including cooling for the engine and transmission. And it wasn't that max tow package was not um, added to the diesel. You know, the packaging is different. The engine is longer, right? The different different weights. Different weights. But now they found a way to include that package here. Right. So by getting the different differential ratio, suspension, cooling uh, adjustments, you're able to tow more of the diesel now. Which makes a little bit more sense. <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of odd. They're like, the engine is mostly the same. The transmission is the same. How come it tows more? Well, this is why. Yeah. yeah. Suspension rear end and all yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there you go there. But let's, uh, you want to circle back to the interior that we were talking about? With- yeah. Yeah. So I, the more time I spent, and I only had about an hour and a half, actually, mm. not a lot of time. But the more time I spent inside the new GMC Sierra, I started noticing more and more and more things. Uh-huh. So, for example, let's say, imagine you're sitting behind the steering wheel in the driver's seat. And usually in a lot of modern trucks, you have to take your hand to start the truck and kind of search around behind the steering wheel somewhere mm-hmm. to find that button, right? Yeah. In this case, they moved it. So it's no longer on the steering column area. It's actually below the main screen in the center. Yeah, and what's weird is it's not round. It's not round. It's like it's kind of like a rectangular trapezoidal button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is, I think, kind of strange. And it doesn't stand out that much in, in my book. No, it's not. But but you can see, you look down. Oh, I can clearly see it says start-stop. Mm-hmm. Boom, hit it, start the engine, and off you go. Um, also, the shifter is different. Yeah, a lot different. Uh, so now they're, they're calling it, I forget the exact, it's an electronic, power, electronic power shifter. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's digital. Mm-hmm. So it's not really connected to, mechanically connected to anything. Right. It, it, it basically, when you move it into a gear, it actually is firing information to a, an actuator. Yeah. That will actually make Which it is not a new thing. I mean, no, other Ford, luxury vehicles. It. Yeah. Uh, other vehicles and Ford and others uh, have been doing this. I'm not a big fan, to be honest with you. But I, I, I know why they did it. Yeah. And that, once again, we haven't driven it yet. And I only played with, this pro, with these prototypes. So I couldn't tell you exactly how chunky that feels. But yeah. yes. um, there is one more thing. There is an, a, a, an option for a column shifter if you get the bench seat option. Which is still available in some of the lower in trim In some levels. of the lower trim yeah. levels, just so you know. A- absolutely. So uh, if you want that traditional shifter, you have it. Yeah. Um, but this, but this give, gets um, GMC and others uh, several other 
capabilities, right? Well, mm-hmm. first of all, it's a little bit smaller, right? Right. So it's, it clears up some space. You know, you have your cup holders, you have your wireless chargers, right? Uh, all that stuff. It also maybe in the future allows for more autonomous driving, right? Mm-hmm. Where the truck can actually shift for you, like from reverse to drive. And this is coming in the future. I'm not saying it does it now. Right, right. And there was no official announcement, but it makes sense. That's what, one of the reasons why a lot of people are going to uh, electronically assist. These digital power shifters, yeah. All, yeah, all that stuff. So it makes sense that they did this. Uh, as I said, I'm not a fan, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. And there could be in the future, like others like Tesla and Hyundai have summon modes, right? Mm-hmm. Where you can hit a button on your key fob. And it'll go into gear and come to you. Yeah, and the vehicle will actually like pull itself out of a parking spot or something mm-hmm. and come to you. So maybe in the future, these trucks might be doing the same thing. I have a feeling we're going to see something like that in the very near Wouldn't future. Wouldn't it be cool if you can actually control your truck, like... Parking a trailer, but not inside. You, you're, you're actually doing actually, it on your phone like a video game. Yeah, you're actually standing outside. I, I think that the only way that something like that would be doable is that if it traveled only at one mile per hour and there were a million different sensors. And beepers. That, and, <laughs> right. I, I, I just don't see that happening soon. But that's the thing about electric vehicles. A lot of people are going to see them. Uh, they're easier to make autonomous in, in, in certain ways. Yeah. And then they moved the trailer brake controller. Right, so the trailer yeah. brake controller is actually part of the story. Yeah, so usually you would find it either underneath the start button, right, mm-hmm. or underneath your main screen right. in the center console, or maybe some of them put it on the left, on the left actually. Where your left knee would be. Uh, yeah, so n- n- this is not the case. They actually moved in these uh, five passenger cabins that I saw. It's actually behind, uh, right next to your transmission shifter mm-hmm. on the center console. Interesting. And that's actually actually easier to grab because instead of reaching down underneath the dash somewhere and trying to activate your brakes in an emergency, it's actually right here next to your console. So that could be interesting. It, it could be. Yeah. I, I mean, until we drive it, we just don't know whether or not that's going to be a useful. We have to location. have Mr. Truck drive one. Oh, he's going to yeah. complain no matter what. But he'll he'll <laughs> at least he'll give us his honest appraisal of that, and yeah. he'll do it quickly. And he's got a lot more experience than we do in well, terms of driving. Well, I think trucks. Mr. Truck. I'm sorry if I'm speaking for you, but he always told me in an emergency you have to be able to quickly find it, and that's how I'm judging this. Right? Mm-hmm. It's easy. It's within easy reach, which is great. Let's say your trailer is swaying, became. Uh, and you need to, to slow it down. And, and you need to slow it down and you're squeezing the trailer brake controller. You need to be able to find it quickly and right. easily. So Okay, so and that might be the reason for that location. Yeah, which is which is great. Okay. Actually. Well we'll give it a try in the near future. So you're probably wondering where the pricing starts, right? Yeah. Because I teased you guys. Um I, I apologize. Uh, so the Sierra Pro um, will start at thirty two thousand four ninety five. Okay. Reasonable price. Well, so it's higher than some others, but this is a more premium truck. Right? It is a In more general. premium truck, and he is talking about base models right now. So this is Sierra Pro, Sierra 1500 Pro. That's their name for their bo- base work truck. You still can configure it this way. Um, a lot of fleet customers actually buy these, right? right. Um, so that's there. Their SLE trim, which is next, according to this sheet that we have, um, starts at 43895 And of course, it has a lot more standard equipment, right. including within it. Elevation trim starts at 45495 And the SLT, the one we mentioned before, right. Sierra SLT starts at 50895 And once again, these trucks are now including more and more standard features like you know, adaptive cruise control, you know, blind spot monitoring. Some of those other features are within some of these packages. Right. Now, if I recall, the 2.7 liter four-cylinder is not available in the higher trim models. 
Yeah, so for example, Denali Ultimate doesn't have an option for 2.7. AT4 does not either. Mm -hmm. So if you want those options, you may have to look at Chevy, right? Because right. the Chevy Trail Bus will come with this 2.7 liter engine. So if you're wanting, you know, maybe a little bit more efficiency, yeah. maybe you don't want as much, you know, that grunt, uh, that horsepower, you could look at Chevy as well. And of course, GMC is a little bit more premium in that way. I agree. So I think we've covered a majority of the material out there, right, Andre? Yeah, so we don't have a lot of like information or images on what the base truck looks like. Uh, most of them, other than the Pro, the SLE, the Elevation, the SLT, the 84s, and the Denali's will have the new interior. Right. So if you've been wanting that, <laughs> look at those. Right. The work truck will not and may not get it for a while. So right. Because, once again, it's more affordable, it's lower... Uh, that's probably why it's also will be using the turbo engine mm -hmm. and eight speed. There you go. So the big news really is the top end models, the new trims, the new updates to the exterior and the interior and new gizmos. And I am absolutely dying to get my hands on the AT4X. That we've got, we've got to off-road with so, that like crazy. Before we close, a little bit of history. Yes. Um, they used to have something called All-Terrain X. Remember yes, this? I remember that a while uh, ago. Yeah, and we've tested some of these trucks. And these were off-road upgrades, including right. their heavy-duty trucks, mm -hmm. actually. And I remember this one time, uh, I think it was you, I, and Roman. Yep. And it started snowing. That was the black truck, right? It was the black heavy-duty diesel. Yeah, and that. we wore an Altarian X truck, and we were trying to climb Cliffhanger 2.0. Back then, we were still crazy. Or still crazier. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, it did great, actually. It did really well until Roman decided to try to turn it around in the middle of a trail. Oh, yes. I remember, remember that. Yes, I remember, I remember I that now. Remember. And also, that's back when the def tank hang, hung really low. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that became a bit of an issue because we were worried about bashing it with rocks. So their X name has been there before. Right. So they're, they're you know, once again, reemphasizing it, redoing it for the future. Um, and also the ultimate name has been there before. Mm -hmm. And they're once again uh, emphasizing that and creating these new trucks uh, based on that. Well, one thing we can say is that if you combine the sales of the previous AT4 and the Denali, that makes up nearly half of the sales of their GMC pickup trucks in this class. That is a huge number because GMC is moving up and with, when you combine their sales with Chevrolet's, they're close to, if not at number one. They've been going back and forth with Ford mm -hmm. and they are, they're really doing quite well. So this, these new updates are timely, you know, they really are. And we're really curious to see how they perform in the real world. And I'm glad that they look different too. I yeah, mean, me they, too. You will not mistake one. If you're looking at the older version of it or the mm -hmm. newer version, you will not mistake it. And uh, once again, we need to test these. And I think we will be soon. Oh. I'm hoping in November we'll get at least one of these trucks, if not maybe both of them. I yeah, yeah. Sure. Now you're talking my language. Okay. Okay, so there you go, guys. You don't have long to wait. Uh, by the time you hear this podcast, it's only going to be a few weeks to a month, and then we'll have one, hopefully. We'll see what happens. And as always, uh, tfltruck.com, tfloffroad.com is where we hang out That's most right. of the time. Uh, of course, Nathan, you do a lot of TFL car work and TFL now work. I pretty much go wherever they tell me to go, <laughs> uh, with the exception of bike, because you guys don't want a big fat guy like me riding a motorcycle. And I totally get it. But thank you guys so, for joining us. We appreciate it. There, there you have it, guys. Thanks for joining us, as always. 
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.